Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman and Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much for joining me again this week. All right, so I'm really mixing it up. I have two motivational quotes for today, and it's actually the same quote, just in two versions. So the first quote is the version that I think most of us have, have heard many times, and the second is a new age, or what I call a new age version of the same quote redefined by the millennials. The original quote, life is what happens when you're busy making plans. The redefined quote. Life is what happens to you while you're looking at your smartphone. Okay, so I was raised to never judge a book by its cover, never use labels because it really never tells the whole story about the person or group of people being discussed. Yet, today we hear so many labels, especially millennial, baby boomers, and I feel like it's everywhere we go. Are we in some kind of challenge or competition that I wasn't told about? We, why are these two labels being used so much, and why are they so important to understand, and how does this affect us, whether we're in marketing or in small business? For all my baby boomer listeners, the stats are in. We have been invaded, and millennials have actually taken over, for real. As predicted, it happened. Millennials, which let me just define, are the age group between 18 and 34, now outnumber baby boomers. There are now 83.1 million millennials in the country compared to 75.4 millennial boom, uh, million boomers. For all of my business folks listening, that means millennials are now representing, wait for it, $1.3 trillion dollars in consumer spending, and they'll account for one-third of the U.S. population by the year 2020. Um, is your head spinning with all these stats? Mine are. All this means is that based upon millennials' influence and spending power, your brand needs to engage them to be successful. That's just the reality. But you'll have to kick traditional advertising to the curb, uh, say it isn't so, just so comfortable, right? Because 84% indicate they don't like or trust traditional advertising. So that means your brand needs to be where they are in person, online, and show you understand their values. Bottom line, your brand needs millennials. So during the show uh, today, I'll discuss marketing to millennials with Fran Liedel, She's actually been on uh, before, so I'm really excited to have Fran. She's a behavioral, behaviorist, brand strategist, and co-founder of Brand Champs. Fran is my expert in gender and generation behavior and helps brands grow their business by embracing behavioral insights when developing their marketing plans. Fran and I are actually doing a two-part series, so today we're really going to discuss millennials, and then next week we'll uh, drill down and talk about the baby boomers. So, Fran, thank you so much for being on. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me again, Connie. This is a very uh, interesting topic, and I know that brands are, are concerned. They're not sure how to go ahead and approach millennials to, uh, to achieve greater success. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you. Actually, I can't take credit for all those stats, everybody. That was my good friend, Fran. Um, she sent me an email. And that, I think, really quantifies the impact millennials have on businesses and their purchasing power. So this is just, I think, an awesome, an awesome topic. So let's jump in and begin by defining first 
what a what a what a millennial profile looks like. So us old timers, or you know, Fran, I like to say a seasoned professional, need to. What do we need to know to engage this generation who are really holding a ton of our buying power now? Okay, so first off, I just want to go ahead and address something that you mentioned in your intro. You know, we were all taught not to judge a book by its cover. But while we're in marketing or we are business owners, we do have to look at different segments of the population. And when we look at those segments of the population, it's important for us to understand uh, what drives those people because that's how we can go ahead and develop marketing. So that's why you're hearing people talk about millennials and baby boomers as much. As you mentioned before, Uh, Millennials are age 18 to 34, Um, and the boomers that are listening, I'm sure you have a millennial uh, or most likely have a millennial at home. They are the most educated, the most diverse, and the most tech proficient uh, and largest right now American generation ever. And this is because they actually are the first generation to totally grow up in the digital world. Uh, They do, they distrust uh, traditional advertising, as you mentioned. Um, they're m- much more likely to listen to the opinions of their peers. Mm. So it's important to be able to reach out to them as a group because they're more likely to talk to one another about your brand than they are to engage you as a brand at, at their first uh, step into the relationship. They are taking their know, time before reaching major milestones. You know, yeah, and you know why I find that interesting? These kids, you know when you get your new phone, right, your iPhone or, or whatever smartphone that you purchased, and years ago we had manuals. Now forget that, right? So when we get it, we we do the bare minimum at first and then little by little learn. They seem to get it and know everything that's going on, and it's because they talk to each other about the best app, about the best uses. You can do this with your phone. So they're so tech first that it becomes easy, but they're talking all the time with their peers. And that, well, that's the whole viral thing right on YouTube also. They're just so um, connected in, in that realm. So that makes sense. I do have a question though. Why, why do they mistrust the traditional, and I'll use the word traditional, um, marketing strategies that we use? Why, why the mistrust? They're... It has to do with their opinions of the older generations, particularly baby boomers. Mm. Uh, Baby boomers are the ones that really, you know, everybody who watched Mad Men, you know, they have that vision of what advertising was like back in the the 50s and the 60s, and they feel that advertising is a manipulative science, which, quite frankly, years ago it had been. There, You know, there were a lot of images in there that were – you know, sharing messages with you precognitively, and there was there was a lot to manipulate people. Millennials don't like to be manipulated. So even now, if you have an ad um, in print or on radio or maybe even TV, they're not even going to be open to reading it or watching it or listening to it because they're going to assume that you are trying to manipulate their behavior, and they don't want to be manipulated. Um, How interesting. So even if you have a brand that, I mean, you have a spot or an ad that isn't trying to manipulate them, they're not going to give you that opportunity to even engage it. They're much more likely to engage a brand, a brand's content. So if you write about things and you put it on social media, things that they're interested in, that's why it's important to understand their values. And I know that we're going to talk, uh, we're going to, to talk to about that in a little while. Um, next week we'll talk about the baby boomers and baby boomers 
are starting to dislike advertising just because we have been inundated with it from the very beginning. We're just tired of it. So we don't like it because we're tired of it. Um, millennials are very distrustful um, and they're suspicious. They think that someone is going to try to manipulate their behavior and they don't like that at all. I have another question. So I I know, I'll give you an example. So when I got married and I had my own house, you know, my husband and I lived in the farm at first, but then we were living on our own. Um, for instance, like cream cheese. If I bought cream cheese, I happened to buy Philadelphia because that's what my mom bought. Um, you know, whatever brands like eggs, Eggland egg Best, you know, I bought Eggland Best. So if she bought ivory soap, I bought ivory soap. Do the kids have that same, the kids, millennials, have that same uh, knowledge or learning that they use what was used that's familiar to them or that even has gone out the window? Well, that's a really interesting question, and the, um, what you're bringing to all your listeners is what's called imprinting. Uh, yes. We typically grow up with brands, and we associate that brand with some emotional event. For instance, you know, in the, I grew up in the New York area. I grew up in New York City. And uh, when we were cold or we were tired, my mom used to give us Campbell's soup. Um, yes. There's a huge group of people in the Northeast that, that want to eat Campbell's soup and they want comfort food. You know, even though Progresso says we have more meat and we have more noodles and it's healthier for you, we're going to reach for that, that can of tomato soup when we're, when we're not feeling good. So it's called imprinting. And the same thing is, like, we grew up, we, uh, we're going to wash our clothes, my mom used Tide, we're going to use Tide. Okay, the millennials uh, actually go against imprinting. They're saying, you know, it might have been something that my mother used for all those years or my grandmother, but I don't think she really knew best because she didn't have the technology available to her mm -hmm. to be able to investigate better alternatives. So uh, you'll notice any millennial, before they make any decision, they're going to go online, they're going to ask their friends on Facebook, or they're going to go ahead and they're going to reach out and they're going to ask uh, their friends on Twitter. Um, they'll read reviews before they do anything. And it's not that the millennials feel that their mothers or grandmothers were stupid. You know, What they're saying is we kind of feel sorry for those ladies because they didn't have the technology available to them that they could check things out and find out a, about a better alternative. So you ask a very interesting question, and, in fact, imprinting does not work with them. They're going to well, go ahead and they're going to, they're going to make their, um, their decisions based upon what they hear from their friends and what they hear from reviews of people who are their same age, whether or not they're their friends. Well, you're making me laugh because you're saying that they're saying, oh, the poor old ladies, mom and grandma, they didn't know any better because they didn't have technology. I assure you, my children are saying, what does she know? She's an idiot. That's really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all go through that part. Under that phase. <laughs> you just you just struck me funny when you said, "Oh, poor mom and grandma." Yeah, there was no poor in there. They were just you know criticizing. And I'm I'm joking. You know, my my boys, I love them dearly. Here's the other um, thing that I I find funny. My son just needed to buy um, a protein powder, blah blah blah, for his workout. So this morning, he just this morning he said to me, "Mom, I read all the reviews." This is the best flavor, and of all these products, this is the best one that gives you the best results. So you're saying they read the review, and I'm giggling because he read, like, every review to make the decision of flavors, blah, blah, blah. So you're, you're dead on with that. And I forget. See, this is old-timer here. I forget to read the reviews. And then later on I go, oh, I should have read the reviews and made sure that it was okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, and we're you know, they, if, you, if you think about it, they're going about making decisions um, intelligently. Yes, because yes. They're going to ask their friends, but if they, they'll also reach out and they'll look at the reviews, they'll look at the gender and they'll look at the age and then say, oh, that's another millennial. If that's the way he or she feels about it, then, you know, it's going to be good or it's not going to be good for me. Yes. So uh, yes. that research is, is critical to their decision-making, and yet it's seamless. It's not like they make the decision, I have to research that. They just take, pick up their phone and they go ahead and they yes. don't even ask their friends on Facebook yes. or they're just going to go to a website and they're going to look at um, yes. they're going to look at. They don't even, you're right, it's their, it's their process now. It's not my process, but it's certainly theirs. So right. now we have about three minutes before we'll take our first break. So my next question is, we, we all have triggers to get us to buy, right? The imprinting worked for, for our generation. What are some of the values that millennials are looking for and what are the experiences that they're seeking? Well, millennials um, overall, they think that older generations didn't do a really good job. You know, we kind of messed things up. And, hmm. um, and they feel that some of, you know, the world isn't in as great shape as when we were growing up as baby boomers. Many of them um, are discouraged because they realize that they have a lot of student debt. Remember, they're the most educated uh, generation. They have a lot of student debt. And because of that, they're looking forward and they're going like, wow, things are probably aren't going to be as good for me as far as possessions are concerned. But possessions yeah. aren't really that important to them. They're looking truly for happiness. Um, the, the values that, they're, that uh, describe them is they're looking for realness and transparency. Remember I mentioned before, they don't like to be manipulated. They don't like to be duped. And they think that in advertising, traditional advertising, it lacks realness and transparency. They are looking for creativity. They feel that creativity is something that's not just done by someone who has a creative degree, but creativity in solving problems, creativity in bringing people together. So they're not looking at creativity as you would think, you know, a, you know, a creative director or an artist but creative solutions to world and self problems. Self-expression is very important to them. So when marketing to millennials, it's important to keep them involved in the decision-making process. They're very civic-minded. They do not want to buy something. They want to buy into something. And that's why um, they're, uh, the number one brand for millennials is um, Chipotle. Because Chipotle, although they have great food, they uh, they do a lot to support sustainable farming and um, and responsible food sourcing. Uh, also, they they buy Tom's shoes. Every time you buy a pair of Tom's shoes, Tom gives a pair of shoes to a child in need. If you go ahead and you buy um, a coffee mug from Tom's, they provide a person in need. They give them clean water for a week. So they're really into that. Positivity is important to them, and it's, I mean, it's important to everybody, but they need to stay positive because they feel that they're kind of starting off uh, on a wrong foot financially because of all of that debt. And they love to have fun. They, they do things in groups much more so than previous generations. Uh, you'll notice when you go out to a restaurant or you go to a mall or you go somewhere, you'll usually see a group of you know three to four or five. Starbucks knows this about millennials, and that's why Starbucks – actually creates experiences and, and sets up their sofa areas around the tables that you can have a group of people. Um, baby boomers, we're more likely to go out with our best friend or our spouse or a business associate. 
millennials, if somebody says, hey, do you want to go out to uh, the Cheesecake Factory because tomorrow they're giving a free piece of cheesecake, uh, they'll say, yeah, go ahead. Let me go ahead and get in touch with those so-and-so and so-and-so on Facebook and see if he or she can join us. They enjoy You're cracking doing it me free. up. You're cracking me up because we were down the shore for vacation and 7-Eleven on 7-Eleven on July 11th, they gave away a slushie. I don't know what size. Or you brought your container in and they filled the slushie, whatever it was. So all of a sudden, there, we had several friends on the beach, several families had rented the house where, where we happened to go. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm like, where are you all going? And they're like, oh, we're walking down 7-Eleven. We got so-and-so and so-and-so. And we talked about it. And we're, it was a group of them going, and none of them really liked slushies, but it was given free. It was an event. It was something to do. And they all went. The horde of them went. I thought, oh, poor 7-Eleven. So, of course, I'm like, behave. Don't get into any trouble. You know, typical mother. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we just want our free slushies. So it's funny that you say that because it was, when I tell you they had organized what day, what time, and they all went as, as a huge group. Um, uh, you're making me laugh today. All right, let's let's stop and have a real quick break, Fran. And then we come back. I love how you define the values for them: happiness and realness, transparency, that positivity, and and creative solutions. When we come back, how do we get, or how how can companies get them to take this knowledge and transform it into a brand to help engage these millennials? So that that's really my next question. So think about that while we're on break. Okay. Okay. A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Okay, we are back and we are talking about branding to millennials and how it's really uh, critical because they have such buying power. So, Fran, now... Again, thank you for sharing all of that that value, the happiness, positivity, realness, and transparency. How do we get how can we brand so that that can be that resonates that comes through with our efforts? Okay, so one of the most important things that every company needs to know to engage millennials is that, as I mentioned previously, the happiness for them isn't as focused on having possessions as it was for previous generations. Uh, they highly value experiences. Mm. Um, as a matter of fact, a 77%, which is nearly 8 in 10, indicate that some of their best memories are from an event or a live experience that they attended or they participated in. And mm. they think that attending live events and experiences makes them more connected to other people and the community and the world. This is that togetherness, that pack, uh, you know, that they like to go ahead and do things together in a group. So... Now, you know, there are going to be some B2B um, listeners, people that own uh, business-to-business companies today, um, and they're probably going to say, well, this doesn't apply to me, but it applies to everybody, and you just have to be creative in how you achieve this. So, for instance, 
uh, the types of experiences that engage millennials are in-store experiences. And uh, Sephora is testing something right now, which is really cool. And ladies, I know that you're going to appreciate this. Do you know when you go and you're going to buy some new eyeshadow? You go and you try it on, and then you have to wipe it off uh, with the cleanser because you want to try on something else. And this is a process that it takes a long time, and it's irritating on your eyes after a while. Well, they're actually testing an augmented reality experience so that you look in the mirror and you select the uh, color that you want to try, and you see it automatically show up on your face. And then if you don't like that, you just go ahead and change it to something else. So this is a, an, an in-store experience that's really um, very, uh, very positively being received by millennials. Um, events are very important. Uh, social events, food rate-related, and music-related. Now, I mentioned that Chipotle is the number one brand with millennials. And one of the things that they do is they started a music festival a couple of years ago. And at the music festival, they actually have their chefs showing people how to make some of the recipes. So there's some food uh, going on there. Uh, they have the music, with, which the millennials love. But they also have people talking about sustainable farming and responsible food sourcing. So they'll have farmers there and uh, it's become, every year it's more and more popular. So they have an opportunity to hang out with their friends, listen to music, uh, to find out how to make some of the food that Chipotle makes, but they tap into this realness, this uh, transparency about how Chipotle is really uh, helping the world with responsible food sourcing. So you can, you can think about things like that, and also charitable events are, are important, but you have to make sure that you don't force it. If it sounds phony, they will, they will recognize it. Remember, transparency and realness are important to them. Now, you, you how, maybe, how old, Fran, how old is the CEO or the leadership team of Chipotle? How, what, what's the age? They're actually uh, the, the, the founder and the, most of the people on the executive team are young Gen X. So you bring up an interesting point. Gen X is the generation between millennials and between boomers. They're 35 to 49. And some people ask me, why, aren't, why isn't anybody talking about Gen X? It's because Gen X is really called the, um, the uh, ignored generation. It's not as large as millennial and baby boomers. And they don't have specific patterns because the younger ones still have their millennial values and the older ones are starting to live into baby boomer values. Do you see what I mean? Mm. So marketers are concentrating yeah. on millennials and also on, on boomers. So the executive team at Chipotle, they are young Gen X, so they're still tapping into that millennial values and who they are. They're, um, and, and the best way for companies, like if you say, I don't know what we could possibly do that would be an experience, the best way is get Get five or six or seven millennials together in a room. Um, the best way to do that is invite one and say, invite your friends. They're going to do it because they like to do things in groups. Um, and then just say, you know, this is the type of company that I have. You know, um, maybe you have a company that's an accounting firm, and you're trying to figure out how can you provide experiences because, you know, you know that they need help. By the way, millennials say that um, they, they don't have the financial knowledge that they need to know, to try to get out of debt. Um, so let's say you, you're trying to figure out what kind of experiences to maybe get them to have a relationship with your brand. Because if they, if they start a relationship, 
then it's your job to go ahead and keep that relationship going. Just get them together and ask them and say, look, I'm an accounting firm. Um, these are the types of things that we do. Uh, we realize that you know, you're, you're interested in learning more about how to get out of debt. What kind of experiences do you think they can, I can offer? And let them ideate. And don't even say anything. Let them talk back and forth with one another. I can guarantee you you're going to come up with at least one great idea. Usually it's around two or three. So we actually, our brains, we weren't trained um, when we were educated as baby boomers, now I'm speaking. We were not trained um, as much with critical thinking. We were, when we went to school, it was memorize all the state capitals, right? Mm, well, yeah, absolutely. Now they're, they're not, when they go to school, they're not told to memorize the capitals because they know that at any, they could just go ahead and click on their smartphone and find out the capitals. So this education is not wasting time with children. The millennials were the first generation that this happened to. Not wasting time educating them, making them memorize things. Um, but they're, they're spending the time teaching them critical thinking and problem solving because that is, in fact, what's going to create a great workforce for America. Um, not the fact that we could memorize all of those things because the technology is available to them. So uh, we, we weren't trained as much in critical thinking and problem solving, some of us more so than others because our brains just naturally work that way. But if you get a group of millennials in a room, you're going to see this happening, them bouncing off of one another and building on their creativity and you know, being involved. They love being involved. And they want they respect brands that ask their opinions. Um, so you know, you 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 just bring up such a great point. And I have to tell you, as a small business owner myself, when I have a group of younger people in whatever company I'm working and and teaching classes, et cetera, um, you know, to develop their corporate culture, and I have a group of of younger folks, millennials, and and I ask them questions. What do you think of this? How do you feel about that? How would you approach this? And they are so eager to share their opinion, which they're not shy, which you, years ago we were shy at their age, shy in, in um, uh, knowing your place kind of thing. So they're really eager to say, well, this is what I think, and this is why. And, you know, you know, and they'll, they'll recite, I watched this video, or I saw this, or I read this online. Everything is always online for them. I learn so much for them, and I tease. I have a handful of them that are my go-to group now, and I, they almost reverse mentor me because I need to stay fresh so that when I am communicating with the millennials, that I don't just sound like some old lady with old ideas, that how can I resonate to them to communicate more effectively when they're trying to sell or, or communicate with a customer, um, it has to be real to them. So they, what you just said, I have experienced firsthand, and their eagerness and desire to want to help you is, is just so um, refreshing and almost innocent because it's not what's in it for them. They are really happy to help you. So I love your idea. I think that's a brilliant idea for businesses who are like, what do I do? Pull a bunch together. Tell them to bring their friends and, and unleash them. You know, tell them what your, your objective is and unleash them. And we make have, sure you throw them something from Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm laughing because my kids, my nieces, you know, at the holidays, I, they give each other little gifts. And my ki I go, what do you want to get the girls? You know, my nieces or the guy. And they go, oh, Chipotle. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll go get gift cards. And, it's, and, they, and the girls get my, my boys 
of the chipotle. So we laugh because they all love that food, but they love the experience. They say they have the best chips and all this. It's very cute to listen to them talk. All right, I, my last question, because we literally have three minutes. If you can leave my listeners with any last thoughts, what would be the biggest bang for their buck or a good star point to really zero in on the correct brand strategy um, for whatever their, whatever their product or services are? You have to be online. You have to be digital. Take that, that budget that you have uh, for print ads or radio, uh, just, just toss it out the window. Toss those techniques out the window, take that budget and reassign it, and reassign that budget to digital. That means invest in your website. Make sure that you have reviews on your website. If your reviews are written, that's great. If they could be video or audio, that's even better. Mm. Um, uh, make sure that uh, you go ahead and you have to be on Facebook. You have to be on social media. And being on Facebook just isn't enough to be there. Every once in a while, you're going to have to boost a post. You could boost a post for as little as $10 and reach over uh, 1,000 people, around 1,500 people for that amount of money. So it's very – take your whatever money you have uh, um, designated for advertising, go ahead and, and redesignate it all to digital. And by the way, this isn't just for millennials. This is going to work also for some boomers, all right? So you're not just ignoring uh, other generations. Um, so you have to be digital. You have to have reviews. You you really must be on Facebook. Uh, the other place that's great to be is Instagram, but you have to make sure that you're a little bit more of an expert on Facebook before you get on Instagram. Remember to support causes that they care about. They care about any cause that will make this world a better place. Mm. They kind of blame the other generations for why are there people who are starving? Why are there people that don't have clean water? You know, P&G has that whole program where they donate packets that you can put in the water and stir it up, and it takes away 99% of the bacteria. So get involved with these things, and you can get involved with them on a very small level. You don't have to start the movement. Just attach your brand to that movement. Say something like for this month, for every um, dollar that we sell, we're going to contribute to the P&G packets for clean water. Uh, something like that. So they really care about those types of causes. So it's digital. It's definitely you have to be on Facebook. When you're on Facebook, don't promote your products. That's an ad. When you're on Facebook, share information that they want to hear about. Share information. Share share funny videos of brands that they like. Um, share information. I mean, if you find out that, you know, uh, you've heard about Rita's. It's an ice cream or sure. an ice cream. In the beginning, when on the first day of spring, you can go to Rita's and you can get some free ice, ices. And they love Rita's. They will look at look at Facebook and Twitter and Instagram on that day. It's totally um, um, inundated with all of these millennials talking to one another about where do you want to where do you want to meet to go over and get this. I mean, tap into these things. You don't have to create them. Just be aware of them to tap into them. Yeah, it's and they know, man. They know all this stuff. Like on Seven Eleven, I was like, how did you know that? I'm like, well, it was on Twitter. Somebody, I'm like, okay, then you guys are so they're they're so connected. It's it's really remarkable how aware they are of everything that's going on universally, not just in the United States. And literally, we're out of time, but I just have to share my little guy when he'll come home and first thing out of his mouth, whatever event happened, and it could be worldwide. Let's say there there was something. Um, 
you know, ISIS bombed and whatever, right, whatever threat. He'll come home and he'll go, did you hear about? And I'm like, how did you hear that? So I don't know if they have um, notifications that they get, if there's something. But if, you they go, are, if you go to Facebook, go to your Facebook page, you'll always notice on the upper right-hand side it says trending. And yep. they'll have the top three topics, and then you can click more. That's how they're finding everything out. They're, it's the trending topics on Facebook and the trending topics on Twitter. Yeah. They will know about it because the trending topics before the news announces it, uh, and that's they're, they're, that's where they're tapped in. So that's how your listeners can tap in. Watch yeah. those trending topics. Tie into those trending topics, obviously the positive ones that you want to, but that's where sure. they're getting it from. Sure. It, again, technology is their friend where we are still, and it's so funny how you said, reassign your marketing dollars to that digital. Make sure that your uh, website is up to date. And I bet a bunch of people listening are like, yeah, that's on my to-do list because we don't, we don't think, well, who's going to go to my website? You know, they, they are driven digitally. It's really very interesting. We are out of time. Ah, I, we never have enough. I have so many more questions. So th my recommendation, everybody, is tune in next week, same bat time, bat channel, and Fran and I are going to talk about boomers because now that boomers are disgusted with the inundation of advertising, we too are looking for alternate methods that just aren't working, uh, what was working years in the past five years aren't working now. So we are getting smarter um, with, with the um, uh, technology also, Fran. So I think that I'm interested in our conversation next week uh, about the boomers. So thank you for your time. Your clear description and examples are always so insightful. So I, I really do appreciate that, and I really am excited about our show next week as well. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Everyone, I am going to post on both links um, this week and next week, Fran's uh, contact information. The website is www. and then it's brandchamps.com. So B R A N D C H A M P S.com. And I'll, I'll also post her email address so that you guys can reach out to her, connect with her, ask her questions. Uh, she is just a ton of information. She's like my little encyclopedia over there when it comes to um, branding. So, I, again, I will post all of that on the Web Talk Radio uh, website for easy access, okay? Fantastic. All righty, cool beans. Uh, Fran, thanks again for being on. I hope everyone will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize that, hey, this is easier than we think. Uh, thanks again, everybody. You've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much, and go look at those marketing dollars. Let's spend them in the right place. Be well. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me, but I